Welcome to another episode of Pardon Our Promotion. Bob, how you doing? I'm doing really well. I'm excited that we're having so many subscribers. We actually just <laughs> passed the four million mark in subscribers. <laughs> Who would have thought? Is, yeah, I, I can't believe it. The money's rolling in the sponsorship. You, didn't you just build, uh, uh, buy Bill Gates' house? Yeah, yep. yeah. I just put, I, well, I put the offer in. You so did. We'll see. Is we'll Melinda yeah. going to stay there or is she going to go with him? Um, you know, I'm looking to have that place to myself. So no maybe kidding. Maybe I can visit. Yeah, anytime. All right, anytime. All right nice, nice. And all you guys are welcome to come by too. <laughs> we'll give, we'll text you the address. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, if only. <laughs> if only. No, really, we want to thank the two or three subscribers we have. We appreciate you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a work in progress, right? We're right on. on. Um, we do hope that you guys find this content entertaining and, and whatnot. I know I say it at the end of each episode, but if you guys do have questions, you know, reach out, post them. Let's, we'll talk about them. We, we love that content. So um, today though, what I want to talk about are national entertainers or appearances, booking appearances for your show. Um, now, a lot of the time as a, as a producer, I booked a lot of appearances, superstars, um, you know, birds are, you know, all those kinds of things. And as a producer, it's great, right? Because you get to, you know, that those five innings or whatever you're taking off, you can just write them in the script and they'll handle all the execution and, you know, provide you with everything you need. Um, it's also great. Right. right. For the most part, I mean, some, sometimes you can hire a dud act. Sure. But even a dud act is kind of a night off at trying to figure out how to entertain the crowd. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, just because it goes away for the producer, though, there is a method to the madness, meaning, you know, you as a national entertainer with the, the Blues Brothers, there's still work that you put in and there's um, certain rules that you follow as a national entertainer to get the most out of a crowd. Correct. Um, now, and what I want to talk about today, I think, are what those things are, and then potentially how a team can replicate those things and, you know, save the money from booking a national act or, and, and you know, executing those things themselves throughout their entire show. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And there are actually teams that are doing that, you know, over the years and even today, there are teams that do that pretty well by actually creating events within their event. You sure. know, and that's what a national a touring act does. So um, just to uh, digress, what is your favorite touring act, other than the Blues Brothers Act, of course, which <laughs> they haven't been around for quite a long time now. So I think, it, you know, I went to the Superstars right away, and I think that's that's why. They're, they've been one of my favorites. Um, they've been around for a while. Yes, they um, And, you know, you've seen them virally and everything, eating. You know, they got that skit where they eat the uh, person, and they spit out all their clothes, and then they, you know, come out in their underwear. Hilarious. Yep. Um, you know, messing with the umpires is always fun. Right. Um, now, so, now, you know the kind of the original touring act who, who that kind of started it all? And I'm... I'm at least in my world, do you know who that? No, is? sure. That is the famous chicken. Uh, it was the San Diego chicken, and again, it was just a guy in a chicken suit. His mom sewed for him, you know. And all of a sudden, he was an excited. He was doing more than the regular mascot with the baseball head that just walked around and shook people's hands. Right? He actually started doing skits and doing funny things. And it was originally he was the San Diego chicken. And he was the San Diego Padres, but then he became the famous chicken, and he toured toured globally sure. uh, doing his act. And all, you know, there's actually on on YouTube there is the chicken's famous bits. Uh, it's probably a 30 minute videotape. Sure. That was again, it was probably on VHS at first. 
because it's been a long time since he's been around. And But it's got all kinds of cute little mascot skits. So on a little side note, if your mascot is looking for cool, fun skits, take a look at it and borrow some of the stuff from the pro, the master, the guy that did it first. In fact, Birdzerk kind of was a child, a stepchild, an evil sure. stepchild of, uh, of the famous chicken. chicken. He kind of took some of those same nuances of their acts and stuff, and and he started his thing, and then and and then uh, he went and on to the, the, he and his brother went on to create the superstars. So, so yeah. That, in fact, the famous chicken. Um, the reason why the Blues Brothers Act started in sports is because the famous chicken happened to be going to my local CBA basketball team to do, and we happened to be doing the halftime show just because a buddy of mine was working as a promotions director, and there was a synergy. All of a sudden, the chicken's like, hey, this is, you guys are awesome. You should perform with me in the third quarter. And we taught him a few steps and we performed with him in the third quarter. And so then all of a sudden we were at the San Diego Padres game. And That's really we're cool. Working with him. So, so you mentored the chicken a little bit. Uh, we actually taught the chicken though, the a few steps. A we did. We did. And, and, and a couple of things in, on timing on skits. And that kind of goes back to your original question. It's kind of what you learn from um, from getting out there. And, and when we first doing, started doing the act, we did it in bars and, you know, and, and nightclubs and such. Uh, to translate it to sports uh, took a lot of pain and effort. We made a lot of mistakes. We had to cut it down to concise songs that are under 90 seconds in length. We had to do all kinds of different things. And, you know, uh, a band, uh, Scott, a band in a bar can have a problem with a microphone or they could take a pause between one song and the next. But if you're on an NBA halftime show and you're doing six minutes, it's got to be tight. You got to be impactful. You got to be tight. The songs have to be fast, so our songs aren't three and a half minutes. They were edited down to like 80 or 90 seconds, hit the best part of the song so the crowd would react and then and then get on to the next song. And then big entrance, big songs with big impact moments, and then a big exit. Yeah, talk to me about that a little bit or expand on that. Uh, you know, what are the specific things that you did or your, your, your act did um, to get the most out of the crowd, to make the most impact? Like, how did you develop your skits? Like, okay. what, what was behind it? Well, and I'm, I'll tell a story as it relates yeah. to, let's say, a host intro or a PA intro or a player intro or mascot intro, right? Our intro for the Blues Brothers, we learned on the very first day we ever did it. Um, the, the act itself has, you know, the blue, if, you, if you're, you're familiar with the Blues Brothers act, they have this cool build-up music. And the original act, John Belushi and Dan Ackery, would come on stage to that, the band kind sure, of ramping yeah. them up. And so, you know, again, we didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> and so we started our very first engagement, our very first contest we went to. We started the music and we were standing outside the bar that we were going into. And the music started playing and we looked through the windows. We're kind of peeking through the windows on the side. And we noticed the audience just getting anticipated. Yeah, sure. The energy, energy level started building dramatically in the audience. And so by the time we opened the front door and walked to the stage, the place blew up. They were ready. Yeah. And we won the contest when our entrance, to be blunt. It was a contest that, and that's how it kind of we started. And and that really, of course, re resonated with us. Oh my goodness, yeah. we might as well come out of the big entrance because that is huge for audience participation. Right. So that that's how it relates to the mascot, right? You you you, you got to- So big gotta, entrance. Big entrance, big hit them hard. 
don't hit them for too long. Don't make them apathetic. So that was that that entrance is a very big piece. Or it was a very big piece of our show going forward. We bought a Blues Brothers car. We used to drive it into stadiums <laughs> around the hockey rinks uh, and the crowd would just That's go great. nuts. Um, one of my favorite moments was doing the uh, Chicago uh, NASCAR race, the Chicago 500 or whatever. I, there's probably a real name for it. I'm sorry, I'm missing that. But man, when that Blues car hit uh, the track, um, in See, front of 80,000 people. Race, hey? Yeah, wow. and again in Chicago, which yeah. is outside of Joliet, which is, of course, Joliet State Penitentiary in the movie. Sure. Um, oh, yeah, that, yep. So that was, uh, that that, uh, that crowd, I never heard so, so such a loud crowd response and mm -hmm. 80,000 people seeing the Blues Brothers car. Wow. Again, we don't have any talent at all. We had no talent to getting, but, but the car itself was a big chunk of that show, that entrance, so. One of the things I keep hearing, you know, obviously you guys, you know, commit to this you know you bought the car and you know you went all in um, you know there's not, not necessarily an organization can't do that all the time mm -hmm. they can't buy a Blues Brother car or you know commit $20,000 to uh, an act throughout the season but what are the little things like what are the, the rules of um, you know, doing things on a nightly basis for, you know, right. your act. Well, and thank you for, for you know, we're segueing into the act itself. So, yeah. so the entrance is a big piece of yep. it. And then, of course, hit them hard with a song. What we did was we came out um, using baseball and hockey was during, of course, an intermission. And, and baseball was in this, it's after the crowd gets settled during a high point in the crowd. That's when you want to bring the crowd up. You know, in 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 um, in hockey, you don't want to come out after a, a power play goal from the opposite team, sure. right? You don't Sense, because the yeah. crowd's down, right? In baseball, the same thing. You don't want to come out on the top of an inning uh, because top of the inning, everyone's bummed out because the home team just struck out or whatever, right. right? So you come out in the middle of the inning, and that's and 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 you and we hit them hard in that middle inning, and then we and then we left, and then we come back middle of the next inning. And hit them hard again with maybe a, maybe it's usually a song first, then maybe a funny skit, and then maybe another song. Uh, but the real point is is and you, whether you're going to a rock concert or whatever, you take the crowd up and down, mm -hmm. and sometimes sometimes you're you're entertaining them, and you're asking them to get on their feet and clap their hands, and sometimes you're an absolute wave, and sometimes you're asking them to laugh. You create a funny skit where they're laughing, and sometimes you actually accumulate those things. But I always say a laugh and a boo are the same; they have the same, you know, effect to the sure, crowd. Yeah. If, it, if you it's get that crowd engaged, yeah, yep. that, that's right. So you want to get them up and dancing. You want to get them sitting, laughing, booing. Uh, so those are those little things that we sprinkled throughout the show. And we actually took, you know, Cheers. The episode, uh, the, the television show Cheers, did a really good job of accumulating jokes. Um, you know, yeah. Sam would say something, it'd be kind of funny. Carla would repeat something on top of that joke. And then, and then, uh, who's the dude at the norm at the end of the bar would say another line and it would be a triple joke. And we would do kind of that same thing. There's, there's cool things that you can study with improv and whatever, but we would add little things to keep the crowd going up and up and up. But the point is where we're going yep. is... You do that three or four or five times a night. That's what the superstars do, right? That's what the Blues Brothers acted. That's what Myron Newman did um, before he passed away. Um, those 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 guys came in, did something really funny, and that's what gave them longevity. That's because, again, guys like you would say, "Hey, that was an awesome night, right? Right? Let's hire him again next year." Mm -hmm. But if we try, if you said, "Hey," You know, the superstars are awesome. I'm going to book them 40 times in a row. 
Right. It's not going to work, right? Gonna work, but they right. hit them hard. But the one thing that teams can do is they can act like national entertainers and they can look at their promotional schedule for tonight, their game schedule, and they can say, where can we make the crowd laugh? Uh, yeah. Where can we make them sing along? Certainly. Where can we make them boo? Really a nice, hearty boo. Those are awesome. Yeah. It gets, you know, there was an act that actually used to tour. Um, it was called the King of Sports, a buddy of mine, um, uh, John Kudo. And he played the the um, antagonist to the home mascot. And he would get that stadium booing because he was the bad guy, yeah. you know? And so all those things are effective. Like and that's what you do to keep yeah. that crowd on their, on, their, on their toes, so to speak. Uh, and make them react so they have something to say when they go home. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. No, that's that's actually really, it's good to know because, you know, you, like you said, you can book the superstars every night. Not only is that extremely expensive for an organization <laughs> and unrealistic, but it gets old then, you know, it gets mm -hmm. stale. It's the same thing. But if you're taking, the, you know, the the rules that, you know, the, the guidelines that an act like the superstars or the Blues Brothers follow and you're, applying that to everything that you do in your script and everything that you thought through just you don't have to have an appearance every night then because Correct. you're executing on on a high level on an entertaining level um similar to these national entertainers correct yeah when we used to get hired twice a year it'd be a little bit unnerving to be blunt because we're like oh wait a second we have to change our show i don't want to go That's back to yeah. that same facility twice in one season and do the same acts or same skits in the same order. You know, the superstars have multiple skits. They don't come back. They may do their fan favorites, but they don't do the same thing if they were back twice or three times during a season. Um, and, and, and fans and teams need to be know, be cognizant of that too. Yeah. One time um, we did a really cute player video, not Blues Brothers, you know, when I was doing my consulting more um, at, about a decade ago, and we did this great player skit video, and it was really funny, and the players got into it, you know, the whole crowd loved it, and the owner comes up and goes, we got to do that again tomorrow, and I said, no, we don't, <laughs> and, he, and I kind of got a little match, pissing match with him, he's like, no, we do, and I'm like, no, we don't, yeah. we hit him hard, we did him great, maybe we maybe we bring this back at a couple of home stands, and, and, but tomorrow, we got to do something new. Yeah, that makes that that crowd react like way they did tonight. So yeah, I agree. I mean, that's that's really cool. We all want to try to be as an organization. Everybody's organization wants to be you know nationally recognized and a national entertainer. So um, some of these little things really really go a long way in accomplishing that. So I appreciate your insight on that. Mm -hmm. Anything else you want to add? I don't think so. I think it's uh, it's a nice. Uh, I think we have a concise message here for yeah. this particular podcast. Yeah, I agree. Well, let us know what you guys think. If you have any experience with these national acts or if you have anything that you've done that uh, you like as well. Um, as always, as I mentioned at the beginning, submit your comments and questions. But until next time, it's all about your fans. We'll see you later. See you.